This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. All right, John O'Lieberman. Thank you for coming on our show here today. Of course. What is your primary role in the line dance community? I would say my primary role is a dancer. Okay. Hands down, uh, dancer first. Dancer first. Because if I can't enjoy it, if I can't do it, I'm not loving it. And would you say that this is uh, something that's become part of you, who you are, or just more of a side thing? Very largely a part of who I am. Really? Very much so. Um, I've always had creative outlets growing up, and when my last one, when I completed it as far as I could go, um, I kind of fell into line dancing, and it's filled a void. I've, I love the community, and I love the dancing. What was your previous outlet? Uh, competitive roller skating. Interesting. So um, I started started skating when I was about 10 years old, mm-hmm. and it's figure skating, but on roller skates, the four wheels, not the inline. Uh, I've done that for about just under 20 years. I competed multiple times at the national level and the world level, representing the USA. Um, the, the, the biggest point of my, or the peak of my skating career was competing at the Olympic World Games, finishing sixth in the world. Wow. And there, I knew, you know, I'm 30 now, and I just knew that I'm kind of at that point where my skating can get smoother, but it won't get stronger. And that, that was where I wanted to go out. I, I think that's as far as I can go, and I'm very proud of it. So around the same time, I began line dancing, and it's my next creative outlet. I get to feel the music, I get to feel the movement, um, I get to share it with a lot of people, and that brings a lot of joy in my life. How did you discover line dancing? <laughs> uh, so that kind of goes back a little ways. I began, uh, I grew up in Southern California, and my family had an annual pass to Disneyland. Well, we all had our own annual passes. It wasn't one family pass, but I would go into the park, and on Saturday nights, they would have a live band right near the castle, and it was a swing party. And I started getting to know some of the regulars that would go, and I began swing dancing. Uh, just out there, there were no lessons. Picked up East Coast Swing first, and then eventually I started moving into some of the club venues nearby, and I picked up Lindy Hop in Charleston, Collegiate Shag, Balboa, uh, a couple of styles of swing, and I did that for a little bit, but then my life got busy with skating again, and when I moved up to San Francisco, I didn't know the swing community, and that was about the time I wasn't skating anymore. So, I decided, you know what, I've never learned West Coast Swing. I signed up for a class at the community college, I took a semester of it, I took the beginner class as a lead, and I took the intermediate class as a follow, because it's easier to pick up the following, in my opinion. So I wanted to get both so I could understand both sides. And I said, where do you go to go West Coast dancing in this area? One of the places recommended was the Sundance Saloon in San Francisco. And I went in, and apparently it's a two-step line dancing club that every so many songs, they play a West Coast swing. So I went in there, panicked, wide-eyed, I don't know what's going on. Somebody comes up, asked me to dance, and I went, deer in the headlight, and went, um, nope, not gonna happen, I don't know this. They said, well, I can teach you, took me aside, we took one song, I learned a two-step, went out on the floor, and a couple weeks later, um, there weren't any dances that really caught my eye. I didn't want to go out as an individual on the dance floor. Couple dancing was my happy place. And then I heard 
the music for Josie's Funk. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's what I refer to as my gateway drug. Ah. <laughs> uh, so I heard the music. I liked the way the dance looked. I went home, learned it in my kitchen that night, and then the next night that uh, they had dancing, I went out and I did it. And that was it. I was hooked. Chill Factor was my second dance, and I just kept going from there. So that's how I ended up line dancing from way back when. It's long, but I got there. <laughs> and how did you go from there to choreography? Uh, when I was skating, I learned a lot of choreography. and <laughs> We just had a visitor over at our table. But, Continue. <laughs> I'm very popular with the uh, ladies around here. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> for those listening, we're at a very large convention with a lot of lovely women dancing. And uh, so, anyway, where were we? Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> how did you get into choreography? And also, oh, um, yes. uh, if, if somewhere in there you want to throw in that you you are the choreographer, one of the choreographers behind All Bass No Trouble, very famous uh, dance. Yeah. Um, if, if you can squeeze that into your choreography journey, yeah, I'd love to hear about all, that. All Bass No Trouble kind of happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so... With roller skating, um, we went from a point where we would learn routines and go out and do stuff to eventually putting input into our routines with our coaches to eventually coming up with routines and building them up for shows or uh, competitions. And So I, I learned how to interpret music through skating. And when I began line dancing uh, at the venue that I was going to, there was a gentleman, Michael Metzger. Uh, he was choreographing dances. And I had never thought that oh, there are new dances coming out all the time, and somebody created these. I just went, oh, we do these dances. Okay. <laughs> Everybody does the same dance. No, they don't. <laughs> so I thought, you know, that would be really cool. Maybe I'll try choreographing one. And I just kind of put it in the back of my head, and then driving down the freeway, and a song came on, which I won't say which one it is for specific reasons, but <laughs> a song came on, and I went, aha, I want to dance to this. Mm. I went home, choreographed a dance in about three hours um it was a little bit intricate but it went really well a lot of people liked it when i showed it to them and uh in san francisco over the summer there's san francisco pride and there was a dj from los angeles uh, rick dominguez from oil can harry's he was up visiting and the dj that was doing the uh, two-step and country dance floor told rick that i had choreographed a dance to his song and rick wanted to see it i presented it to rick and he said, you're coming down and you're teaching it in L.A. So I taught it. Nobody remembers it. Uh, they loved it. It was just once I taught it and then I left, nobody knew it well enough to keep it going, um, which is good because I want to keep it in my pocket, uh, which is why I won't say the song. Okay. And I'll release it at a later date, so keep an eye out. Um, but that was kind of my first taste. And, it, you know, even if it hadn't gone well, which I, you know, it's not a big hit, but to have people like it and to recommend it and then to have me come and teach it. And I'm not a, an instructor. That, I mean, that was literally the first time I had ever taught a dance. So that went incredibly well, in my opinion. I, I couldn't imagine it going any better. And so to get that experience, it was kind of amazing. But had it not gone that way, it was still such a fun um, work through that I wanted to do it again. So... I did it again. Only my sister, um, she said, hey, I found a song and I think it's going to go really big. Your sister Alex? My sister Alex. um, We are not twins, by the way. It says Lieber Twins on the step sheet. Our Mm. last name is Lieberman. Uh, In skating, people started calling us Lieber Twins because we behave like twins. We look kind of like twins. 
we act like twins. So we just kind of kept it. We were twins. Mm-hmm. But she's uh, she found the song all about that bass, Megan Trainer, and it was before it had really gone big. And so we started putting together a dance, and somehow I I truly truly don't know, but somehow it went international. There are people dancing it in Europe, Asia, North America. I haven't heard from people in other continents, uh, possibly Australia actually, but other than that, I'm not sure. Uh, but it went really far, and I I've never experienced anything like that. It was very very exciting but very peculiar not a a thing I'm used to Um, but that was the first dance and then somebody recommended to me that I enter the choreography competition in Vegas and I went they do that (laughs) so I entered um, All Days No Trouble and another dance George Clooney George Clooney took second in its division and All Days No Trouble won its division which is how I ended up here teaching this year because that's the one of the parts of the prize Mm -hmm. And then they also make you perform. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, there's something was involving a, a dragon recently. <laughs> oh yeah, some roller skates. Maybe we'll see that on the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Uh, where else do you do line dancing if not on the circuit and uh, and at places you know out in the normal country bar area? Sometimes I just do it at home, just because I'm in a mood. I I want to be able to move and not be sitting at home all day, but. I might not have a place to go out or uh, sometimes not enough fuel in the car and I just don't want to go refill it and lazy about going to the gas station. So um, sometimes in my home. Uh, recently, I moved back to Southern California from the Bay Area. So now I'm attempting to attend classes in that area. But originally it was Sundance Saloon up in San Francisco and then down in uh, the Los Angeles area, Oil Can Harry's. Uh, so not too much, but... Hopefully my schedule will change, finishing up some school, and I will get back into it far more. And as a, a, one of the younger members of the Lion Dance community, what perspectives do you think uh, you might have that some of the more seasoned veterans might not? Like, um, you, you have kind of a, an interesting view on things, like seeing, seeing your peers, uh, as opposed to the ones who were like really into the 80s and 90s dance craze, what have you uh, observed that might be unique? It, it's honestly really difficult to say. I mean, truly. Because um, I come from such a different background, having the skating background. I'm not familiar with the old school, and what I bring in isn't commonly what people, you know, younger generations today that are in different dance communities bring in something unique and something special. And I don't have the same shared background as them, so my perspective, I feel, is completely different, uh, you know, despite age. Um, although if I were to be snarky about it, I would say I can remember my youth. Hmm. Uh, but in all seriousness, uh, I think just sometimes the f- the ability to accept new styles of music can um, help an individual, and the willingness to break into styles that aren't your own, uh, not just by doing them, but by learning others, and then formatting it, formatting it, <laughs> you know, creating your own out of it. And I think some people are afraid to step out of their comfort zones. Not many of the people here, I would say, if any, but I've noticed one or two. <laughs> the uh, choreography for All Basin and Treble, uh, when that got around, did you create a YouTube video of it that, uh, that taught how to do it, or was it all by step sheet that people learned about it? Uh, 
I, I believe they did it off of a demo video, but I've never created a teach video. Because, uh, again, I'm not an instructor, so I'm very uncomfortable being recorded filming something because anything I say, which, by the way, they recorded me here doing a walkthrough. Oh, boy. But <laughs> and it's just a comfort zone. I'm always asking advice from um, different instructors here so I can learn more and better myself with it. I think being an instructor would be fun, but um, there are demo videos that went online and then the step sheet, and I think a lot of the instructors are really good at watching a video, picking up the choreography, and then they just use these step sheets to confirm certain steps because a lot of times, and you can see it when I dance, it'll say coaster, and I'm very guilty of doing a rock recover and then step forward because I'm lazy about getting my foot next to my other foot, but it'll be a coaster step. So, you know, just having that clarification. I guess in the skating world, to do something like a coaster step could put you dangerously off balance, so that probably makes sense. <laughs> That you yeah. just do a rock recovery, keeping your weight under you. The moment you step back and then you step your foot together, unless you keep rolling backwards, mm -hmm. you know, trying to go forward again, you're out of luck. <laughs> so uh, with that, with uh, having YouTube videos as sort of your um, your bridge to the rest of the world, that that is, uh, in my mind, something that kind of sets apart this generation of choreographers and uh, and creators uh, in in the sense that before you had to tour you had to teach everywhere in person showing up teaching the dance now you can just be a first-timer demo video videoing it and uh, and people will learn it anyway where else do you see technology taking line dance uh, in uh, new and strange ways <laughs> well I can tell you with with my daily usage with daily usage with my you know attempt at getting into this world. Um, I use my iPad for a video demonstration. I pull up step sheets on my phone. Uh, you know, any website that will list a clean step sheet, being able to email a choreographer directly, you know, before the internet, it was just really word of mouth and what got around. And if somebody traveled or the touring, like you said, and beyond that, we didn't have access. And now it's just a click away. I mean, you sign online and there's the step sheet, there's the demo, there's the teach. And if the choreographer or the instructor didn't post it up, you've got this class that did it or this person that did it. Or, you know, it's, it's something that's really changing the way we access information. And, you know, where it used to be, there's a new dance that would tour every six months or a year. Now you're getting dances that are going, well, this is big for two months. And then this one's big for two months. And then this one's big for two months. By the time you get around to the next event that's four or five months later, apparently some of the dances have already disappeared. Now, I only have a three-year run in line dancing so far, so a lot of what I'm learning about uh, these situations are, you know, stories being shared, but in my experience, with the way that uh, All Base No Trouble went about, the internet, without the internet, that would not have happened. I, I mean, it's possible, but I never would have known about the competition. Mm. I never would have come to the competition. I, it would have been very unlikely that I would have found out about events like this any sooner. So the internet really changes a lot of things, both good and bad, but mostly, in my opinion, for the good. What do you think uh, is possible that maybe hasn't been created yet, but, uh, but that seems like something that would really benefit line dance as a whole? I'd rather think about that one, um, technologically speaking. 
starting <laughs> from technologically speaking. Uh, have there been any uh, interesting devices or uh, or possible future technologies that you think can change the way we do what we do? Just like YouTube changed the way we teach. Well, I had an I had a very interesting experience. Uh, one morning while I was here in Las Vegas. I'd been up all night rehearsing. <laughs> and then uh, this gentleman in a cowboy hat approached me with a 3D camera, uh, 3D camera, a 360 camera, and said, hey, let's record this. You dance front, and my sister who was there danced on the side, and then of course, you know, we had another person in the left corner. I'm not sure who that was. And for those listening, it was uh, Chris. And I don't know if you go by Chris or Christopher. Oh, uh, I usually start off as Christopher and then take it wherever you want from there. We'll go with Pablo. No, uh, <laughs> Christopher. So Christopher um, recorded my sister and I, along with himself, dancing All Bass No Trouble with a 360 camera. So theoretically speaking, you can hold your phone in front of you, dance the dance, and as you do a quarter turn or a half turn and you rotate around, with the phone feeling the motion, it would pan in that 360 view and now, even though you're on a new wall, you've got somebody else who is dancing in another corner, and you can see the back of them and follow their feet. So as you're learning a new dance, rather than, okay, that's the front view, that's the side view, and I'm going to look to my right and watch them, and then, oh, here's the back wall, now I can't see the, uh, the computer screen or whatever you're learning off of. Now you just hold a mobile device, iPad or an iPhone or a non-Apple device, and you spin around, and there's somebody else to watch. You spin around, there's somebody else to watch. So it's, it's, an, it's actually a really, really great concept. Um, I'd like to see more of that out there. As long as there are devices and applications to support it, it's brilliant what that could bring. And sociologically, where do you see line dance going? Because we've seen a lot of changes in the past you know, 20 and 30 years, <laughs> 40 years, depending on how far back you go. Uh, you've got the club scene, the bar scene, um, it's definitely not what it used to be, but I mean, it's it's still very popular. Uh, and then you've got the circuit where they do much different dances. Uh, do you see uh, a, a resurgence with uh, with you know what's possible in teaching line dance, or do you see it kind of continuing in a country bars closing sort of a slope? You know, I, again, I have a three-year history, and I can only go on word of mouth on uh, line dancing, but I can tell you from experience with. Uh, roller skating I came into it during a decline mm. and I've seen what a dying sport looks like and it's it's interesting because sometimes it's you know just ocean waves sometimes it's abundant and sometimes it's not skating was huge coming out of the uh, early 1900s and going into the 50s and then it had a drop and then just around the late disco era and into the 80s Skating was big again going into the 90s, which is around the time I started, and then it's been on decline. So I, I've seen that, and I think, I think what we're going to see is with such a quick rotation of dances, there's going to be a little bit of struggle for um, clarity in what the majority are doing and finding a central focus, um, being a community rather than, well, this venue or this group supports that and this venue and this group supports that and um, and that's difficult because you have millions of people that dance millions and everyone has a different opinion and there's honestly there's no right or wrong because you know sociologically speaking and you know enunciating and um, <laughs> sociologically speaking 
everyone has different ideas. Culturally, we see things differently. And so we've got great collaboration. We've got different things coming in from everywhere. But it's going to change. And it, it'll be interesting to see where the drive goes. And with, the, with line dance, you have some certain unique features that I know I, I wouldn't want to see lost. Uh, like the, the welcoming nature of the people here. How, how do you feel you've been received in the line dance world having been only <laughs> here for three years? Um, it's, it's been a weird ride because I, I don't know if mine was quite the norm. Mm. Uh, I came in for, and this is discussing, you know, mainstream, these, uh, these large venues, the traveling, um, I don't want to say the circuit. Well, yeah, the circuit. Um, my experience with the circuit has been I showed up my first year unknown nobody knew me I didn't travel here with anybody I competed with one dance that uh, I choreographed just to kind of get into the competition I didn't really take my time or know it well and just threw it out there it didn't win but I had uh, it didn't get close to winning let's rephrase that but I got amazing feedback amazing because there were so many things that I didn't know about the line dancing community that I learned that first visit and I took a lot of that with me um, my <laughs> My first judges, um, I had Guyton Mundy as one, and oh, I had wow. Rachel McNaney as another. Ooh. And uh, the two of them, it was really funny because writing a step sheet, I had no clue, <laughs> no clue what to write. So it just, it was a jumbled mess. And Rachel looked at it and she said, you need to be just clean and simple. Give me the idea of where I'm moving, where I'm going so I can look at it. And I, I understand it but I don't need every little detail because it will complicate the sheet. Guyton Mundy looked at my sheet and said, I need more details. If I know that I'm pointing my toe this direction, then, you know, I need to know that the big toe is down on the ground and that it's turned this way and my hips are... And he, you know, he wasn't that ridiculous about it. I was going to say, it sounds like the two of them were just messing with you. <laughs> well, I spoke to them at different times, but <laughs> it was just funny that looking at the same step sheet, I had those two different opinions. And what, what I got out of that is... Everyone perceives information differently. Mm. Everyone learns differently. And so I simplified my headline, uh, the, um, you know, the, the main part where we'll say a coaster step. And then down below, I made it more complex where if someone doesn't know what a coaster step is, mm. I can explain you're gonna step one foot back, which foot it is, how far back you should step, put the other foot next to it, then step the first one that you moved forward. You know, I, I would describe it better than that but to give the idea and so I separated the two simplified and then um, gave every little detail and so far I, I send those out for feedback and they've been coming back you know usually it's like one or two steps they'll go uh, I would have done this or maybe this and you know a lot of a lot of uh, instructors and choreographers have been very helpful over the last three years but um, my first year was like that Second year, I came back taking that knowledge, and I came back with George Clooney and All Base No Trouble, second and winning the event. And so some people remembered me from my first visit. Um, I made a few friends, and they've been wonderful people and um, very welcoming and supportive. And they'll say, you know, oh, come join us for lunch, or come join, you know, it's not just, oh, hi, we remember you. It was very warm. And so I came back this year, and I walked in and there are so many people saying, I remember when you did this and I remember when you did that and so good to see you again. And it's, um, you know, 
no longer skating and being in that family, it's nice to come here and feel like I have a family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they bother me all the time. When are you coming to Chicago? When are you going to Boston? When are, and I'm like, I just might make that happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's so tempting, isn't oh, it? Oh, it really is. <laughs> so um, this is, I think Las Vegas Dance Explosion will always kind of be um, my home base as far as circuit goes. You know, as I go and experience more, because this was the first place I did anything, and this is the first place I've really felt so welcome in the the mainstream community like this. And uh, Doug and Jackie have been fantastic. So that's kind of my history about how I I got here with uh, the warm welcome. <laughs> Speaking of which, I know that you have uh, a, a meeting of sorts to attend yes. shortly. So I'll I'll. Uh, ask you just a couple more questions here how can people best contact you or find you online ah um if you're using the website copper knob which is uh, coppernob.co.uk not.com um search for jono j-o-n-n-o and i'm the only one on there <laughs> so you will find any dance i've made and published click on the sheet go to the bottom my email will be on there um, for those that don't have access to the internet somehow, even though you're listening to a podcast, uh, my email is Jivin without a G, J I V I N, and then Jono, J O N N O, at iCloud.com. Um, that's the best way. And I also have a YouTube channel under the same name. Um, I haven't really cleaned it up yet, but eventually, as I post more dances, that'll become uh, more instructional and more, more demo and perhaps a little show here or there. And for the people who are listening, do you have any request of them? Anything that you would ask them? Um, I, I would say if you do any of my dances, I love to see different groups doing it. I love to see the videos. If you don't want your video floating around the internet, just send it directly to me. I, I just like to see how different people interpret it, whether they're a beginner level or an advanced level, I don't care. Um, I like to see that because then I can understand who's out there enjoying certain moves and just kind of get that feel for what what's going on in the community and then if you take one of my classes or you see one of my videos and you have um, constructive criticism I'm always open to that because again three years in I am three years in I have a lot to learn and I'm always open to learning more so um, I would love feedback and even if you don't want to send a video and you don't have feedback just message me if you do my dance and let me know um, or I guess, you know, my sister's a little bit involved, so I could probably tell her, I guess. Um, but that's what I would say. Right. And finally, <laughs> finally, what dance should everyone learn right now? Ooh, do I get to be biased and say one of my own? Say whatever <laughs> you feel, whatever the spirit moves you to recommend. Oh, I would say if you want to get... A little down and dirty, I've got a dance called Get Ugly. 32 counts, one really simple tag, and I truly mean simple, I'm not lying. And it's got one restart, and you can hear it in the music. Not, oh, you can hear it, oh, there it was, you missed it. It really shows up in the music. Um, But it's fun to do, it's two walls, and right now I think it's one of my favorite pieces that I've choreographed. Well, thank you very much, John. No, thank for you. Coming that was and, really uh, cool. <laughs> and uh, enjoy your, your instructor meeting. Hopefully we'll, we'll uh, see you around one of these events in the future. I hope so.